Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Entercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train! Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. We come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live, and you can call us uh, and join the show at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. Or you can email us at the Smokies Musky Bait and Tackle Shops inbox at ceoguys at yahoo.com. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer, and Mitch Ross is sitting in today for Bodie. And uh, Danny, I, I showed you that picture right away. We'll mention that. Um, Ron Heidenreich is up in Vermilion. He's our advertising manager, and he's up in Vermilion. Him and his wife, Musky Fishing, and she caught her personal best, a 50 incher. Well, according to Ron, 50 and one eighth. <laughs> Got to get that one eighth in there. Anyway, 50 incher. But what's so cool about the picture, I mean, it's a very awesome photograph, but what's so cool about it, 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 in the background, there's clouds, and the shape of the clouds right behind her head is the shape of a muskie. It is so cool. You know, it's got the tail fin, got the mouth open. I mean, it's like, and he didn't realize that until after he took the picture when he was looking at it, and he said, oh, my goodness, there's a muskie in the sky. You know. You say 50 and an eighth. I yeah. caught a big one up there years ago with Steve Milliot. And uh, now Ron must have put his on a board. Yes, that's, he's got a that's, board. That's the way to do it. He's got a board. So Steve used to have this stupid floating stick. And here we are with this muskie, like like in oh. the net, trying to, with the stick. Trying to measure it. Yeah, just... And he said, oh, 51. I'm thinking, this fish is bigger than 51 inches. I, and then I look at the picture later where I'm holding it, yeah. and it's really long, and I'm thinking, geez, you know, we should have got it on a... Yeah. Well, Steve was kind of funny because 
Like he didn't want to lay it in the boat. Listen, it, it right. gets slime in the right, boat. Right, he gets slime. <laughs> and but it's funny if that were Steve's fish. That would have been measured at 53 inches. Yeah. It was my fish. It was 51. Yeah. That's kind of the it's a, it's that's a rough kind of estimate. The, that's kind of the way he, my buddy used to operate. Yeah. I think everybody exaggerates yeah. the size of their own. Well, you know, you know, Bob Mesacomer never measured fish. He'd just Lots say of ways. Bob Mesacomer would say, Oh, that's a 51 and a half. That's a 53. Oh, that's a 49 and a half. Oh, well, you know, like you say, Mesocomer. I watch some of these shows on TV and oh, that's a five pound bass. I'm thinking that's a three and a half pound. Bass, what are you talking about? I'm not a bass pro, but I can tell that. I know. Oh yeah. Sometimes. Oh, some some people get a little carried away. I remember one guy years ago when I had my bait shop, Danny. He came in and he said, "The guy comes in and he says, yeah, I caught an eight pound bass the other day out at Nagawicka." And I said, "Really?" I said, "How long was that baby? Sixteen inches." Okay. Well, that's, that's getting okay. ready for the Tom Newbauer slap down, yeah. slam down. Like, you're an idiot, that's and like, you don't know what you're talking that's about. That's like a two-pounder there. See, I normally just let people just say whatever. I just let them say whatever. Yeah. Now, Dan Johnson, who was our guest a couple yeah, he years was, ago. Well, he was going to be in today. No, but Ron Johnson, Ron his Johnson. brother. Yeah, Ron was he's supposed on to be a, in he's today. Got some, he's not going to be in because he's going to do some big tournament yeah, next week. Right. now. But his brother Dan is a yeah. pretty funny guy, and he told me about some guy who came in one time with like some three pound bass to get mounted. And the guy said, This is a monster, right? Whoa, I should be a guide. I caught it off my period. And Dan says, Oh, yeah, yeah, you should be a guide. Yeah, go get your license. Yeah. And Dan says, My new motto is encourage stupid people to be stupider. That's his Just encourage them. Don't slap them down, Tom. Keep the ball, snowball rolling. Keep it rolling, I suppose. Yeah, that another, what would we have to talk about if, you know, if it wasn't for that? We also got another photo from Keith Grahams. I'll show it to you later. You don't have to get up now. He caught 11 and a half inch rock bass that it's got weird coloring for a rock bass. It, the coloring does not look like a rock bass. It looks like something out of South America or something. You know, it just looks different. But I'm sure it is just a rock bass, just just weirdly colored. You know, so I'll show you that later. Well, maybe it was exposed to some nuclear radiation, Tom. Yeah, maybe. Maybe the aliens. Or it's got just a, a genetic freak. Yeah, we've got a few other emails that we got the other day. We get one every six months. Uh. Oh, yeah. It's worth the, keeping that site open. Okay. Uh, when Dennis uh, Royce, our Boulder Junction connection, calls in next, we have to remember to ask him about, oh, you know what they call him up there? The emperor of Boulder Junction. Well, at least that's what this guy calls us. This guy is, uh, when, who is this again? Bob. He must be from up there. He knows Dennis. But anyway, I guess uh, there was a, a famous supper club up north. Um, I think it was called Gucci's A1, something like that, I think. But anyway, and uh, it burnt down. And what was really sad, they had hundreds of deer mounts, bear mounts, wolf mounts, squirrel, raccoon, fisher, owls, and fish, of course. They had all these mounts, right? And it place burnt to the ground and everything with it. And, I mean, that's kind of sad, you know, to lose all that stuff. When did Gucci's burn down? I don't know. He didn't say. He said we should ask uh, the emperor about it. I think he's more the ambassador. Yeah, I think, I think it ambassador is. ambassador is a better term. I, I think the ambassador. And then here's another one we've we got. you got to ask him about Gooches. This is from Bottom Feeder. Wait a minute. Here we go. This is from Bottom Feeder. He says, hey, Tom, 
We're up in Eagle River for the National Championship Muskie Open once again, and we're talking about your bit from A Few Good Men. Plan on listening to you online Saturday morning while we're out on the water. It would be great if you could dig that old uh, old classic up. And he says, pre-fishing hasn't been great for muskies, but we do have enough walleyes and some northerns for a fish fry. We like the show. Keep up the work from Tony. But uh, you remember remember that yeah, thing I, I did? Yeah, I did. I think you've done good, it once or twice. I that think was good. I did it once. But that to- was good. You got I a just, good. I just don't know if Tony's listening now. Do you think they're listening now? Or are they well, taking off it, now? That would be pure speculation at this point. I don't know. So maybe we'll, 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 I'll tell you what, we'll Let do. Let me guess. Have you got that in your back pocket oh, there? Always got it. Always got it, yeah. Jesus. I got a few of them. Yeah, I, got I a few different it. ones. But yeah. I'll tell you what, after the 6.15 break, I'll do it after, for Tony and his buddy. After the 6.15 break. Also, uh, yeah. I got a, a listener mm-hmm. who, okay. Hold on. Never mind. I can't remember exactly what it was. Some guy, <laughs> That's a listener, bit. asked yeah. me to ask you something. God dang it. I'm zoning out on it. Well, that's okay. I, that's right. It'll once we hit get you. that coffee machine working yeah. back there, I'll kind of start jumpstart <laughs> the, old, the old neocortex here. Yeah, right. Left hemisphere, right hemisphere. So Neither anyway. brain is firing. Well, and I was looking forward to talking to Ron this morning, Uh you know, I, I really was looking. Ron Johnson, by the way, folks, is one of Danny's old friends. And uh, he's a pro bass angler from Arizona. He's uh, sponsored by Baitmate. That's his big sponsor. And then he's got a lot of other ones. He's got a beautiful truck and boat that when he pulls in, it's like, holy moly, there's a lot of dollars like there. Like the Batmobile. You know? Yeah, yeah. he said, uh, I don't know, he's just flying all he was first it was going to be this last weekend then it was going to be this weekend then he said well can we make it the following weekend then he sent me back oh one of my sponsors said i got to go fish this big bass tournament and uh he said it's kind of it's it's big he says it's kind of like the bass masters it's not the bass masters i don't think but it's some big tournament has some name i'll check my cell phone later maybe it's one of the elite series it's it's a Big one. And it's on the Mississippi. It's, it's a three-day tournament uh, out west. Oh, out west near Minnesota. I, when oh. I say west, I don't okay. mean yeah. you know Montana. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll check my. So anyway, yeah. I guess he's not. He said he'd call, and I said, yeah. "Nah, I don't bother. Concentrate on your tournament because yeah. if it's next Friday, Saturday, Sunday." He doesn't want to have. He doesn't have time to be talking to us on the air. Yeah, right? he's got to be pre-fishing. He's got to be pre-fishing. That, you know, I'll tell you, that that is so important. I mean, it's it's really hard just to go to a lake, you know, fish it one time a year, you know what I mean, just go there without pre-fishing. I mean, you got to pre-fish, you know. Well, one of his new sponsors, though, is uh, Blocker. And Blocker, he gave me some of this samples last year. They make like, uh, you know, for like the chapstick type thing mm-hmm. and this blocker stuff, which is great because my lips used to burn out in the sun. Okay. And he, he's got some stuff that was like 40 SPF or whatever okay. it is. Yeah. And the stuff he gave me was kind of like white. So it kind of, you could kind of see it. Now they got some clear stuff and now they've got some really excellent. He gave me a sample of 40 uh, SP, is that it? SPF, SPF I think so. 40 yeah. sunscreen, and, and it's great stuff. It, it's not greasy like the other yeah. stuff. Oh, that's yeah. good. That's, so that's good. one of his new sponsors, and you don't really see it around, but I, you would think it would be great to get that into a bunch of tackle shops. And well, because no, fishermen are out yeah. in the sun all, all the, the time. time. Well, knowing Ron, people will hear about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They'll hear about it. You got somebody on the line there? 
Mitch, no. no. Tony just called in and said they are listening. Oh, Tony the called and the said email. they yeah. are listening. Oh, because yep. I still see uh, the flight flashing oh, over is, yeah. there. Oh, okay. Oh, Must be somebody else then. Somebody else. Okay. Oh, everybody's up in well, the morning. What's Tony's going on listening. here? Nobody well, ever listens yeah. till 7. So I'm just telling you, Tony, I'll do the a few good muskies right after the 615 break. It should be about 617, 618, something like that. I'll, I'll do it then for you guys. Maybe that'll bring you some luck. Also, see, I wanted to talk to Ron about some of the stuff that a lot of the bass pros do, especially down south, but a lot of a lot of your anglers up up north here don't do it. Uh, and that's there's two different things that a lot of them don't do. One is drop shotting, and uh, and the other one, I mean, there are anglers who do it up here, but not a lot of them. Uh, drop shotting and punching through the weeds. You know what punching the weeds is? Punching the weeds is using a half ounce to three quarter ounce, even a one ounce jig, you know, with a skirt on it and some type of craw tail, you know, mm-hmm. and going into the milfoil, the heavy milfoil or the or lily pads or whatever, and flipping it in there and letting it just punch right through those weeds, get down to the bottom where there are actually less weeds. It's the stems, okay? So there's a lot of room for those fish to move around. But in order to get regular lures through there, you're not going to get them through that, especially the milfoil, right? So you got to have something heavy that's going to go right down there. And a lot of people don't do that up here. They don't want to mess with the weeds, you know. But I'll tell you, there's some people who who have perfected that. I know one guy, that's all he does. He, he looks for the heaviest weeds in a lake, the heaviest milfoil or lily pads, and he punches through those and catches. You know, he was on Delavan Lake. Now, Delavan Lake, there's bass all over, a lot of bass on the weed lines, under the docks, on, you know, catch them on top of the weeds, whatever, with the wacky worms, whatever. Nope. He just goes for the heaviest milfoil, punches through it, and he says he was catching two to four pounders regularly, just a, a bunch of them. And normally on Delavan, you wouldn't be doing that. I think he's probably the only guy who does do that there, you know. So, but there's a, several techniques that it's done a lot down south, but not a lot up here. And coming come to uh, drop shotting tomorrow i'm going to be drop shotting live bait for walleyes i mean why not well right? yeah i was talking about that yeah, a couple we were, weeks yeah, when you, i told you, you told us I about two Pewaukee different people Lake, told me they're Pewaukee doing Lake. that yeah so it's like hey i'm no dummy if it's working on Pewaukee, it'll work where we're going you know tomorrow so yeah i'm gonna be i set up a rig for it all all ready to go yep all ready to go with that well listen we got to take a break danny when we come back, I'll uh, reinstitute a few good oh. muskies. If you've, I'm going to be out back trying right. to fix the coffee machine. If, and while you, oh, I'm going to go with you during the break. But, but then you got to come back to give your dessert yeah. to your soliloquy. Yeah, and, uh, but the thing is, if, if you, uh, Mitch, have you ever seen the movie A Few Good Men? I have not, but oh. I, I know there's a famous uh, scene from there's it. There's a scene where uh, Jack Nicholson's on the stand. You know. Yeah. You want the truth, you can't handle the truth. Yep. You know, I mean he it's it's a great uh, piece between Jack Nicholson and Tom Cruise. But Jack Nicholson is just a star in that. He is so good. So I just changed the words a little bit. That's all. Changed the it words. Is a, it is a classic it is classic, a classic line when he, when he so goes, good. You can't handle yeah, the truth. Yeah. You <laughs> and when he says you want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. <laughs> I love it. Hey, listen, we got to go to a break. We'll be right back. Me and Danny are going to go fix the coughing machine. You're listening to 105.7 FM, The Fan. All right. I'm
Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks for listening this morning. And, uh, Tom, uh, you got something special you got to do for one of our listeners yeah, there? Yeah, Tony and his fishing partner. Uh, this was something I, I, I wrote up years ago. I did it once on the show here many years ago. And uh, he remembers it. Well, I used to do it at the beginning of every muskie season, and there were a, a group of guys, whether they'd be in Canada or northern Wisconsin or whatever, it was like their send-off to their muskie trip, okay, or their tournament or whatever, this uh, little thing. Well, anyway, if anybody's ever seen the movie A Few Good Men, you know Jack Nicholson had a great thing up on the stage, I mean up on the stand, where he's interviewed by Tom Cruise. I'll try. I won't do Tom Cruise. I'll just, just try to change my voice a little bit for him. But <clears throat> anyway. Uh, it starts with Jack Nicholson on the stand. Have you ever fished for the mighty musky sun? Ever been in a boat with someone fishing for muskies? Ever put a net under, under another man's musky? Asked him to put a net under your musky? We fish for muskies, son. We fish for muskies or some anglers get very depressed. It's that simple. Are we clear? I'll answer the question. You want muskies? Do you want muskies? You can't handle a muskie. Son, we live in a world that has muskies, and those muskies have to be caught by men and women with rods and reels. Who's going to catch them? You? I have a greater understanding of the muskie than you can possibly fathom. You secretly laugh at the anglers who have not caught a muskie. You curse us anglers with who have caught many large muskies. You have that luxury. You have the luxury of not knowing the heartbreak of losing a big muskie. The catching and releasing of a muskie, while tasty, saves that muskie to be caught again. And by me catching and releasing that muskie, while grotesque and incomprehensible to people who keep everything they catch, allows a muskie to spawn again and hopefully give another angler the enjoyment I had. You don't want the truth because deep down in places you don't talk about at fishing banquets and at club meetings. You want me in that boat. You need me in that boat. We musky anglers use words like bucktail, jerkbait, figure eight. We use these words and others as a backbone of life pursuing muskies. You use them as a punchline. I neither have the time nor the inclination to explain myself to a man whose musky knowledge I provide then questions the manner in which I provide it. Musky fishing can be hard work and musky catching is not for the timid. I would rather you just said thank you and went back to your boat. Otherwise, I suggest you pick up a musky rod and start casting. Either way, I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. <laughs> that was it, Tony. <laughs> What'd you think, Mitch? <laughs> not bad. Honestly, not bad. It's pretty pretty word for word there, and, and, and you did a good job. I, I tried to do it. And then I did one on... Um, Remember in the movie Caddyshack where Bill Murray's holding the pitchfork to that kid and he talks about taking the Dalai Lama out golfing? He was a, a, mm -hmm, a looper. Mm -hmm. for I did one for that. And then I was working on one on, from, remember Braveheart, the speech that Mel Gibson gives? He's in front of that big clan of guys and right. he's riding on his horse. He's got the blue on one side, the white on one side of his face and, and he's giving that speech. We are free men and free men we are, you know. Anyway, I started doing one on that one, and then I just said, oh, the hell with it. 
Okay, now hopefully the guy calls back. Maybe you can keep working on that. (laughs) Maybe I will. I'll surprise you one day. (laughs) Oh, I'll be surprised. Oh, you'll be surprised. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Well, we got the coffee machine fixed. That's good. Uh, All it was was... I I thought I broke it, so... No, uh, it was just operator error. No, it wasn't. The thing was... (laughs) The thing, you'd go to pop the the, the little bag in, and it would go down an extra inch. It wouldn't pop, stay into place. Don't you hate when that happens? Well, you know... Bushy yeah. says, watch, this is what happens. So he puts it in and it works fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's like when your yeah, car isn't working. Yeah. You take it to the mechanic and all yeah. of a sudden it's not doing yeah, the same. It's, not going, wee, ee, yeah, ee, it's ee, not ee, doing ee. it go, like it I don't hear nothing. Then you drive away and two days later, yeah, ee, there it goes again. again. Yep. So up? speaking of muskies, <clears throat> new event, Powder Puff Ladies Muskie Fishing Tournament. Oh, really? Got this email from our, our club. Are you a member of Milwaukee Chapter? Or are you no. too cheap to send in the dues, I thought? Yeah. Okay. What, what, why, <laughs> are you a member of any fishing club? No. Yes? Oh, I take it back. Yes. What, you get a free lifetime membership somewhere? I'm, That's I'm, the only one I'm, you're a member of? I'm the, I'm a member of the male chauvin, of the over 40 male chauvinist pig being optional fishing club. <laughs> You got to join a new club. It's called the Over Sixty Male Chauvinist. There you go. I'll get that one. Big Fisherman Club. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm a member because I support my local clubs. I don't go to the meetings, but oh well. It is with great excitement that we share with you a new and fun event for our club. We are going to host our first and hopefully soon to be annual ladies fishing tournament, and I use that word loosely. Tournament. Here are the specific the rules. Uh, the event, uh, Saturday, October 5th, <clears throat> 8 a.m. to noon. Well, that's kind of an armchair tournament. Yeah. Time, four okay. hours, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's leisurely. Some of those eight-hour musky tournaments. They're grueling. <clears throat> grueling, brutal. Grueling. Especially if you're sucking and not catching any fish. Oh, it can be pull your hair out. It's a team tournament, but the man is to be the guide. Chauvinists like you ought to like that. Mm-hmm. You're in charge. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen at your home. Right. If you ever got your wife in the boat, you would be in charge. Yes, that's right. That's I she'll never get charge. in a boat with you. Yeah. Anyway, they can wait, Tom. I know. Uh, I'm okay. just letting you know. That's, that's, that's fine. Okay, that's good. Um, the woman, the man is the guide. The woman is the fisher person. Uh, the man is to run the boat only. No casting, no fishing, etc. for the dude. Just run the boat. Net the fish. I'm guessing you can kind of give it. Okay, honey, cast like this. Yeah. Okay, guy. Guys, you can take the fish off, too. Okay. See, you're like the guide, but mm-hmm. you're not fishing. Right. It's a woman's event. Casting only. No live bait. No trolling. Multiple women can be in the boat. Sounding better and better all along. I don't know about that. Three, have two chicks and the threesome in the uh, boat. I don't Multiple know. Multiple women can be in the boat. Scoring, though, will be run on an individual basis. You could be helping several girls at one time fishing. What do you think? I don't know. What do you mean? What do you? I don't know. I don't know I what. Don't know. I don't the know. The answer to the riddle of the universe. I don't, I don't know. know. What's I don't know mean? I don't know. <laughs> you think it's a good good idea? Yes, I think that's a so great what's idea. The I don't know about. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Is it being held out of Smokies or where? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. All right, let's get to the caller. All right, who do we got? What's... We have we have Keith who wants to test your memory. Okay, hi about Keith. A, about a recipe. He can't remember yeah. his last What's up, name. Keith? Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Good doing morning. Good. We're doing good. What's on What's on your mind? Well, I was just wondering how I could uh, become a guide quickly so I can participate in this tournament. But uh, actually, I was calling about a, a recipe you gave in a gut report either four to six weeks ago. Okay. And it 
piles of uh, mayonnaise base. Yeah. And then you put dill in there. Yeah. And then you hit some other ingredients, and I can't remember what they are. What? I'm making some bass tonight. I'm making some uh, salmon tonight. Oh, oh yeah, the salmon recipe, sure. Oh, this is pretty easy. You got your fillet of salmon. You know, you got your chunks cut up, right? And you got the bones out, the pin bones, right? Yep. Okay, you got that out. Okay, what you do is what you do is you take mayonnaise and you cover the top of the of the salmon. Cover the salmon with the mayonnaise and sprinkle on the dill. Okay? And then just uh put it under put it in the oven. And uh oh, I thought there was no not nothing. No other ingredients, no salt and pepper. No, no. Well, I mean, if you oh, want a little salt and pepper in it, you can put that on the salmon fillet first. Yeah, you can do that. But it's mainly okay. the mayonnaise and the dill, and put it in the oven and uh, cook it until it's uh, you know done, uh, it, which doesn't take long. It like okay. three hundred and fifty degrees, maybe take like fifteen minutes or so. But you'll yeah, have I've to. I've been on the grill, so uh, I'll yeah. probably. Knock it down a bit more than that. But, yeah, uh, you can do that on the grill, sure. Yeah, that'll work. All right. Well, thank you. Hey, Thanks, Keith. Guys. Good luck. Let us know how how you like it. All right. Very good. Well, I'll let my my guests tell you how they like it. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Thanks, Keith. Have a good evening. Okay. Thank bye you. now. Well, it's that time to take a break. Coming up next is the gut report, and we'll be back with more. Uh, on 1250 AM, 1057 FM, this is the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. He's Dan Bush, I'm Tom Newbauer, and Mitch Ross sitting in for Bodie today. We'll be right back with more. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you, I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. Hey, folks, uh, the Gut Report is brought to you by Dick's Discount Liquor. Uh, I was I Teacher had a, a, a I wasn't sure exactly which one I was going to do today, but I got to do this one because for those of you who grow zucchini, you know those leaves are big on the zucchini plants, and sometimes the zucchini gets hidden under a couple of those, and then one day you're looking, and all of a sudden you find this zucchini that's 18 inches long and about four, six, five, six inches in diameter. This big old zucchini, and then a lot of people I know they they throw them away, and it's like why are you throwing them away? Try this. Peel it or unpeel it. I don't care, but I like to peel it, okay? Peel the skin off the zucchini, cut it in half, and dig out the seeds and make like a boat out of it, like it's a little canoe, all right? Dig it out, and then uh, you want to brown some ground beef, onions, throw in some spices, whatever, chopped up American cheese. You layer that all in there, okay? Then you wrap it in aluminum foil, put it on the grill for, yeah, it takes about half hour, 45 minutes, Take it off. The zucchini is soft and tender. Uh, by, oh, by the way, I do salt and pepper the zucchini first, yeah. But anyway, the zucchini soft and tender. It's kind of like there's a cheeseburger on top of the zucchini, all right? And then what I do is I add a little bit more American cheese on the top, you know, let that melt in. And I'll tell you what, it's an American cheese zucchini that is really good. So don't throw away those big zucchinis. Make a zucchini boat out of it. The Gut Report was brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st in Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to DiscountLiquorInc.com. All right, 
right, welcome back to Skipper Bud's Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hopefully everybody wrote down another brilliant recipe from <clears throat> Uncle Tom, Grumpy, <laughs> I mean Grumpy Tom Uncle over Grumpy here. Tom. Hey, I got a new nickname for uh, Bodie. Oh, you do? Yeah, part-time. <laughs> <laughs> it's my new nickname. Now, so part-time will be in again yeah. next week. Mitch, you can tell him that next time you talk to him. But his nickname part- for him is part-time. For a while, we were calling him Lord of the Board. Well, that was yours. That was you Lord, of the, Lord of the Board. Lord of the Board, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's a good one. Yeah, I that's like, Lord of the I Board. Like- but part-time Bodie, I like that. I like part-time. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's busy doing the morning show with Chuck and Wicket. You know, Actually, in the I did yeah. hear him this week and he yeah. on Chuck and Wicket. Chuck, well, Wink- Chuck and Winkler. Winkler. Uh, Winkler. Yeah, okay. not Wicket. Sorry, Winkler. 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 I'm sorry. Sorry, Bart. <laughs> uh, sorry, I was listening to sorry, those Bart. guys. I, I, here's the reason I can listen, Tom. Okay. Like my truck, my old truck, the radio got wires loose and, and it wouldn't work. And then finally I got a station on there. But if you'd go to change stations, all of a sudden you couldn't get anything. So, unfortunately, all I got was 11.30 a.m. Oh, no. So I no longer could listen to the big show on the way home from work, which mm-hmm. I used to do religiously. Couldn't listen to these mor- the morning guys on the way in. But now I got a new truck. And now and you And guess can what? Listen. It's got a radio that works. <laughs> that works. It's also got more controls in there making me crazy. I'm trying to just uh, get to blow some stuff on the window to get the the, the, the dew or frost, yeah, whatever, yeah, off. Yeah. So I somehow turned the heat on, but then I turned it off. The next thing you know, I thought it was off, and then it says auto, climb it off, climb it on. <laughs> and the next thing you know, hot air's blowing in. I'm yeah. driving down the highway figuring, how the hell do I turn this stuff off here? <laughs> and it probably has one of those rear view cameras as well, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. It's got, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, got, he's, got he's got everything but on I there. think yeah. I can turn, like when you back up with my boat attached, yeah. It gives me the warning because it's sensing the yeah. boat attached. Right. I think there's a button to turn that off. I bet you there is a button. That's okay. That I, I can buttons. listen to that. Always beep, a beep, 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 beep. Yeah. I got to start learning this stuff, man. You know, it's funny. I was in uh, when I was in my son's uh, SUV. I was I don't know. It was a couple weeks back, and I'm looking at that console of all that stuff, right? And I said, and all the little all every all the icons are in red, for some reason they're all red. And it's like, I said, Chris, you, you got like 50 things on here. What the heck did they all do? You know what he said? I'm not sure. <laughs> and the icons, now like sure. some, of, some of the icons, you look at it, they make sense, right? Yeah. yeah. They can tell what it stands yeah. for. Other icons look like some little kid scribbled a couple lines. <laughs> yeah. You're like, exactly. what, what the hell is that supposed to represent? Yeah. Well, I guess, right? you know, you Danny, see, you're going to have to just sit in the parking lot in at, at home and and start pressing buttons and see what happens. Listen, I'm gonna. Need, I, I got way too much ADHD to sit and do that. I promised myself I'd be uh, reading the manual. Oh yeah. You know how much of that manual I've read? Yeah. Well, maybe only. Well, <laughs> wait, wait. You got to set the as clock. much as I had to. I ain't setting that clock. And wait, maybe I can give some kid a ride. You know. You know. One of my students. Yeah. Hey, look at John. the manual. Look Set at my the, clock. Yeah. Kids look at know the how manual to, to figure out how to do the clock. Or what did you preset? Radio stations, I, 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 the guy kind of showed me at the dealership how how you can do that. Hey, speaking of new trucks, yeah. uh, right after the seven o'clock era uh, hour, yeah. we are uh, Nathan from Zbart's going to give us a call, okay. and he's going to talk about some of the things that new new truck owners should be doing to protect their truck. Oh, so okay. he's going to call in and talk about some things because I am in the process of doing those myself right now. Okay. Yeah. So, because we got a lot of listeners out there, 
who have are, trucks. Have trucks, yeah, right? We got exactly. a lot of sodbuster hunters and fishermen yeah. and guys who go, yeah, and they're buying new trucks or good new good used trucks yeah. that are nearly new. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so he'll be talking to us about that. But as far as uh, the truck, I like it. I went to, I think I told you I went to set the emergency brake. I backed in first with trucks brand new like a yeah. deal. I back in, I set the emergency brake. Yeah. Boat landing, go to pull the boat out. And I reached down to try and find a lever, lever to let the emergency brake off. You couldn't find it, could you? I popped the hood. <laughs> so I got out, pushed the hood back down. And then I thought, then I got down on my, you know, got out and looked underneath there with my head. And I'm thinking, what's going on? So then some guy came by and said, hey. You just press it again. You know, and uh, it pops up. The guy goes, just push down on it again. I'm like, oh. Yeah, and then okay. it pops Things up. Things have yeah. changed a lot since I've been around. <laughs> You know. Who do you got on the line there, Mitch? We have uh, Kevin at Maple Ridge. Kevin, good morning. Hey, oh. long time since we talked to Kevin. Yeah, good morning, Kevin. Uh, good morning. So what's, How are you? We're doing good. good. What's, what's happening out at Maple Ridge? Not too much. Not too much. Not too much. So, yeah. Everybody's everybody's misbehaving. Misbehaving. Uh-oh. You're, you're probably the leader of that don't group. Don't tell me they got you in <laughs> lockdown now. Put you in the solid. What'd you say? I said, hopefully they didn't, you know, put you in lockdown and throw you into no, solitary no, no, for they, food no, fight they, in the cafeteria. They, no, they keep me insecure over here. They, you know. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, they're about ready to get you a gosh darn good breakfast over there, aren't they? Yes. So that's, yep. So what what was on your mind this morning, Kevin? Let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, I know. Um <clears throat> How's everything at the Chain of Lakes in uh, Wapaki? Chain of Lakes in Wapaki. Well, it's interesting. I used to go, I know you talked about summer camps, Kevin. I used yes. to go to Spencer Lake Bible Camp up there, which was part of the Chain of Lakes. And then I, I believe they've got, is it, the, is it the Crystal River up there that runs through? We used to do like float trips on there years ago. It's a beautiful chain of lakes. Uh, since I... I I think there was one little lake called Bass Lake up there. We used to go fish from shore and catch some some nice bass there. Uh, Spencer Lake itself didn't really, it was a deep, clear lake, didn't really have much. But later I heard that they uh, might have got some muskies in there. Other lakes up there I, I really haven't fished, but uh, I know there's there's some good opportunities up there. And I think that Crystal River even had some trout, if I'm not mistaken. There's a radio station up there in Wapaka. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, WDUX. WDUX. There used to yeah. be used to be a nice uh, a Dairy Queen in Wapaka there where we'd go and uh, oh, really? we'd go in there. Yeah, there's, w- a, there's a nice Sitco station up there. No, it's uh, no, the other one. What's that other oh, one? Really? What's that other one? Uh, what do you mean Sitco? Not Sitco. What's that other one? I mean, there's a what, hundred what, other what's ones. What's that one that Bill Michaels? Quick trip. Quick, quick trip. Yeah, there's yeah. a quick trip there's there. There's a nice one there, you bet. There's a nice there. quick trip there. There's nice quick trips everywhere now. Do you realize they opened quick trips in other states, but they had to change the spelling instead of quick trip? It's spelled, I think, Q-U-I. Oh, really? Yeah, someone was telling me. Really? That's such a popular kind of a, a deal. Really? Yeah, cleanest bathrooms, like, anywhere. Yeah. Well, <laughs> That's hey, cool. uh, yeah. Hey, Tom. Yes, Kevin. About, hey, Tom, you're about due. For what? To come up here. Oh, over to Maple Ridge. Yeah. 
Oh, I can hear it in the background. I can hear your radio on. Yeah, just a second. Oh, that's all right. Hey, listen, Kevin, we got to go to a break anyway. We're, we gotta we gotta play the the hornswoggle. All right, I got it. Uh, hey, hey, Kevin, we we gotta go to a break. We gotta play the hornswoggle game. The who? The hornswoggle game. Keep oh, your okay. radio turn turn up your radio volume after you hang up, and you can hear it. All right. All right. All right. Take care, Kevin. Talk to you later, Kevin. All right. The prize contests on the Cutting Edge Outdoors are the sole responsibility of the Cutting Tom. Edge Outdoors and. and uh, radio show and its sponsors. Any questions or comments should be directed to CEO guys at yahoo.com. Uh, the Hornschwaggle is brought to you by Carl's Country Market, known for its award winning sausages and everything meat and more, at Pilgrim Road and Silver Spring in Menominee Falls, also by Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. You want to play the Hornschwaggle? If, you if you've won in the last six weeks, don't call. We got a list. Give somebody a chance, right, Danny? He's checking it twice. Yep. Gonna well, Mitch is going to. I'm going to give him the list thrice, and uh, you can play the Hornswoggle. You'll, you'll, if you win, you'll get what a, do they win, Tom? A ten dollar gift certificate to Carl's Country Market, an awesome and they'll place win a nice prize package of your choice of stuff from Baitmate Fish Attractants, Coleman Insect Repellents, or you can get their uh, first aid kit. So, you want to be a big winner? You call right now at 414-799-1250. That's seven nine nine twelve fifty. We'll be right back. Danny will explain it all when we get back. Okay, we're playing a little head games here with the Hornswoggle segment. <laughs> so here you go. Oh, wait a minute. Who do we got on the line there? Okay. Uh, we got to find out who's here. We have here. Gene and Economowalk hey, up Gene. this morning. Good morning, Gene. Good morning. Good morning. You up for this? Oh, he's ready. Sure. You're ready, all got right. Got your thinking cap on. Okay. Okay. Hopefully you haven't gotten as forgetful as what's his name over here. <laughs> so anyway, um, a recoil pad. A recoil pad can offer significant relief from heavy recoil on rifles. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? No hornswoggle. No hornswoggle. There we go. That's one. Uh, With a good rest uh, and, and a good shooter, most big game rifles are capable of accurate shots out to 300 yards. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? No horn swag. No horn swag. Yeah, right. Matter of fact, probably even further than that. Well, you know, if yeah. you're like an expert like myself. Yeah. Um, and finally. Okay. <laughs> Come on, Dan. The Australian <laughs> record moose was shot by Mr. Grendel Creedmore with a wrist rocket in 1947. Uh, that would be a horn shot. Okay. <laughs> he gave you that one because you already had it won. So, yeah. as you might have noticed, Gene, I tried to make these a little less challenging because we did not have a lucky wiener last week, and therefore we weren't able to get some of our fine sponsors 
stuff in people's hands. So we, yeah. we want people to win. So although I didn't think my questions were that hard last week. But anyway, we're going to put you on hold and make sure uh, we, our producer here gets your address correctly. And I'll you'll get two separate mailings. You'll get the $10 card. I'll just mail that myself. You'll get that pretty quick. Uh, might take a little bit longer for the bait mate. What would you like for the bait mate? You can get a combination of a repellent and fish attractant or that little mini first aid kit. What do you think? I'll go with uh, panfish. Panfish. Okay. That's a good And deetless. Panfish and deetless. Well, that was easy. Okay. Sounds good. You got it, brother. And uh, yeah. we'll get that out to you. And thanks for listening. Yeah. Congrats, Gene. Have a good day. All you right. Too. Take care, man. All right. All righty then. Good. All we right. got a winner. Mitch is doing a I even knew those answers. Job. Yeah. <laughs> even the last one. <laughs> even the last one. Did you ever have a wrist rocket as a kid, Tom? Oh, yeah. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, they pretty much, uh, they were advertised in the back of uh, Outdoor Life magazine, and it had said like 225-foot range or something like that. I don't know. And well, then you could buy them at ShopGo. Yeah. They had a blue handle. Nowadays, there's way all kinds of variations. You couldn't, they didn't sell the good, you know, the heavy steel type. Yeah, you're right. You had to go try and find a round rock. Yeah, And exactly. the best thing that we found was you'd go up to the railroad tracks mm-hmm. and get the little iron ore that would fall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. and those were yeah. the those were pretty good projectiles. Yeah. Now, up in Duluth, they'd they'd get... The, it, it looked like iron ore, but it was real red-colored, and my cousin called it taconite, and they'd use okay. the round taconite pellets. I don't know why there was a difference in coloration or what the difference between the two... Perhaps one of our chemists out there can call and tell us what's the difference between the iron ore on railroad tracks in Green Bay and taconite pellets up in uh Well, maybe the Duluth. taconite pe- pellets uh, were a, a I- iron base but had other elements in it, you know, maybe that made were, it a little different, but had iron base. Well, your that's, hands would kind of turn yeah, red and even handling them. And that's generally what iron does, yeah. So, so it's probably some noxious chemicals that... Are gonna <laughs> get, floating, yeah. It's going to get me someday. Yeah, floating around the railroad tracks, yeah. Yeah. No, we used to, you know, I, I can't remember a store-bought one. I'm sure I had one, but I remember we used to uh, make them, you know, because you could buy the, the rubber, you know, band type thing. You could buy that that thing. and But we would find certain branches and we'd whittle away, you know, find a, the correct Y shape and all that. And those didn't work very well. You know, my but. dad, <laughs> my dad was a was a was a joker one time. I asked him for a slingshot as a little kid. Now, obviously, he didn't want to give me a slingshot, and so he took a stick, fork stick, mm-hmm. and he took the elastic off 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 his underwear oh, and geez. attached each side. And they, <laughs> there's your slingshot. And I was dumb enough to walk out with the other little kids in the neighborhood. Boy, did I take a lot of crap on that yeah, one. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, you that really couldn't. Piece. It didn't really quite hit the velocity of the wrist uh. rocket. Even the wrist rocket, Dad had a five-cent bounty on Starlings, right? Yeah. And in the rare occasion, I lined up the perfect shot with the good iron ore at the Starling on top of the birdhouse. I've actually had him duck. <laughs> duck, <laughs> duck. the, the or, Yeah, I had yeah. one duck its head yeah. and just sit there. Oh, I'm like, my God dang it. How many times did you hit the birdhouse? Well, it, it was fairly impervious to wrist rockets. Yeah. It didn't really hurt anything. But Dad, yeah. for years, tried to get martins, right? All we got were lousy starlings and sparrows. 
And then he read that if you get get rid of the wooden birdhouse, get a metal birdhouse, that that's uh-huh. better. That's going to attract yeah. them, and that'll keep the starlings out and stuff. Yeah, that didn't work. Those purple martins are really invaluable. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, keep the bugs down. Yeah, they eat mosquitoes and bugs like crazy. You know, out by uh, one of my friends who lives on Pewaukee. You can sit on his deck and watch when the evening comes and the bugs are out and just tons of purple martins out there and they're just swooping back and forth. Just They, they do a great job. Right by um, Smokey's Musky, well, where I live, um, it's not Smokey's Musky shop, but right next to the old Smokey's bait shop yeah. in the building there where Loey lives with Waka has the paddleboard there, mm-hmm. Koha Yoga paddleboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a big metal birdhouse and a big pole John had yeah. years ago. And we'd get Martins in there, yeah. uh, which were great. But do you realize that those, they could get kind of feisty and aggressive where when I was on the little yoga pier there, yeah. they'd they'd be dive bombing your head. Really? Yeah. So then I thought, well, you sons of guns. So I got a, a net, fishing net, right? Yeah. And I went out there and I thought, you know, I'm going to, you know, get one with the net. I wasn't going to hurt it, but you realize teach it a lesson. I'll tell you what, you'd have to have the skills of a major league ball player, you know, because I'd swing they here it come, it'd be coming right at you. I thought, I got this thing, right? And you'd swing and they'd like a fighter, like unbelievably fast. Yeah, yeah. I could never get them in the net. I'm thinking, wow, they are just incredible. Yeah. But guess what? After a few swings, they they got the idea, right? They yeah. quit coming at me. I was at Point Beach Nuclear Plant years ago, and and I was getting dive bombed as well. Every time they were di- they they dive bombed the back of my head as I'm walking with my tackle, and as soon as I turn around, they'd veer off. I could sense them coming at the back of my head from behind. Now whether <laughs> they'd actually would have pecked me in the head or not, I don't know. Red wing blackbirds can do it sometimes. They're you know, just protecting the brood. I understand yeah. it. You know where that happens too so at the spring in the spring of the year is uh, when when you launch at uh, upper and lower Namavans, yeah, and you got to go under the freeway bridge because there's a lot of those birds nests yeah. in there, yeah, yeah, and during the when they're hatching and stuff when they got the little ones, yeah, they'll do that to you when you're going under the bridge <laughs> to go to the lower Namavan. Yeah, that's why you know yeah. the male just sits kind of there and guards the, the nests are actually down mm. in the cattails, I believe, on the ground area. Well, these are up. Under, they're under the bridge or above you in the, all those spaces up there in the girders and whatever, the steel, you know. They must be the martins and swallows I, and not the not red I never wings. really took, no, no, they're not blackbirds. No, they're smaller ones, yeah. Hey, you know what time it is, Danny? Uh, time for a smoke. It's t- No, it's time for the sports update with Mitch Ross filling in here for Nick Bodie. Take part it away, time. Mitch. Part-time yeah, part Nick time, Bodie. Nick Bodie. A.K.A. <laughs> part-time. Yeah, take it away, Mitch. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.